Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hockey Jersey Addicts, the podcast and support group for the addicted hockey jersey fan to talk twill, wool, acrylic, and polyester. Join us as we share what we've learned and uncovered about the game of hockey through collecting, restoring, customizing, and selling hockey jerseys. Around here, no jersey is too small or too big, too new or game-worn, too loud or too proud. We see everyone as equal and explore a diverse range of topics ongoing in the hockey community. We'll also dive into the vault with hockey history, trivia, and reminisce as much as possible about the grails we've got, the thrift store finds, and the watchlist wants. So put on some polyester, give us a listen, and if you like what you hear and want more, make sure to subscribe and follow us on your podcast station and social media of choice at Hockey Jersey Addicts. And remember, you miss 100% of the jerseys you don't collect. Hi everyone, welcome back. This week, Hockey Jersey Addicts gives thanks to the R Hockey Jerseys community. We sit down with Dex, one of the mods on Reddit and Discord of the online hockey jersey community with over 47,000 passionate members. We learn how Dex became involved, how the subreddit became so popular, and what motivates him to be one of the leading voices in hockey jersey collecting. I play therapist and do some word association to find out what words like dimples trigger in his brain, then put his intellect of his favorite player Rod Brindamore to the test with some trivia. We also take a minute to thank Doc Emmerich for his years in broadcasting and talk a little about his closet hockey jersey addiction that came out on display while broadcasting from home during his last season in the booth. It's a love affair that I have with a sport that I just like going to games, and it's a fun way to make a living. And you get a good seat for the game, and you get in free? What can be better than that? Earlier this summer, Mike Doc Emmerich announced his retirement from professional broadcasting. Doc Emmerich was special. He's a man who never put on a pair of skates and is on the NHL's Hockey Hall of Fame selection committee. In an Olympic game of Canada versus USA in Sochi, he used over 150 different verbs to describe a puck moving across the ice. But it squibbed across. Skittered one over, knifed away from Pacioretty, ladled back in by Sharp. Speared back out to center where it can be galloped at and taken. He has a PhD in communications. He is a founding member and still is president of the NHL's Pronunciation Guide, which helps other broadcasters pronounce difficult names. Doc called over 20 Stanley Cup finals, seven Winter Olympics, Gretzky's last game, Crosby's golden goal, Brodeur becoming the winningest goalie, even the games Hextall and Brodeur scored goals in. The championship to New Jersey! The Devils win the Stanley Cup! The last word on a wonderful career belongs to the fans. Crosby scores! It's over! The gold medal to Canada! And he's a hockey jersey fan. This past season with COVID provided a unique opportunity for Doc to dress up his home office and provide fans a look into his home broadcasting nest. We saw the Albany River Rats, Chicago Wolves, and Hershey Bears, just to name a few. Emmerich is a longtime supporter of the AHL and started his career as the play-by-play announcer for the Maine Mariners starting in 1977. When the season broadcasting schedule allowed it, Emmerich would travel back to Hershey to announce their next Hall of Fame members. Then there's this story he shared with Mike Tarico of NBC that goes back even deeper to his roots getting into broadcasting. Emmerich's first game he saw, which he credits with getting him hooked on the game, was featuring his hometown team Fort Wayne Comets, a 50-mile drive from home, one he would make constantly thereafter, and he used to broadcast games himself into a recorder in the corner of the stands. Doc, your your wardrobe today takes the cake. You're, you're taking us back. You're taking us back to Paul Newman in 1977. A little bit of, of uh, slap shot love there. Oh, it's just classic hockey. You know, I saw Ahmed. He had his uh, his Barry Sanders jersey. So here's one that comes from my childhood. Right. And uh, this is okay. the first team and the the team that I still love, the Fort Wayne Comets. Although they've changed the emblem, this was the spaceman that they came with in the 1950s, and this with the Captain C and the number 11 on the back for Len Thornson, and he still lives 
in Fort Wayne and as a part of uh, the Comets alumni. And you never forget the team that you cheer for. In 2004, he won the Lester B. Patrick Award for Outstanding Contributions to Hockey in the United States. In 2008, the Hockey Hall of Fame awarded Doc the Foster Hewitt Memorial Award for Outstanding Contributions to Hockey Broadcasting. In 2011, Emmerich became the first hockey broadcaster to win the National Sports Emmy for Outstanding Sports Personality Play-by-Play, an award he would win again seven consecutive times from 2014 until this year, 2020. He's the only member of the media in the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame where he is listed in the support personnel category with Dr. V. George Nagobads, the other doc, best known for his role as the team doctor for the 1980 U.S. hockey team that won the gold medal at Lake Placid. And then there's this other guy you might have heard of in that group called Frank Zamboni. And then interestingly enough, Charles M. Schultz, the creator of Peanuts. So in this Charlie Brown kind of year, I thought I'd just give a big shout out thanks to Doc. Your international reach on the game has led a lot of us hockey fans, not just the ones in the States, to associate your voice with the game of hockey. We love your passion and fandom for the game. You continue to be a great ambassador and contributor to the sport through your efforts and outreach, and we wish you all the best in retirement. I guess I wanted a fun job, and this has always been a fun job for me, and I really wanted it badly. And so, if you want something bad enough, you just go after it. Hey guys, it's Dan, AKA Van Can Fan. Welcome back to another episode of Hockey Jersey Addicts. And today I have the pleasure of having on Dex, AKA DM67 of the Reddit hockey jerseys and Discord that we all love and are part of. And if you're not, you should be. And I just wanted to say thanks, Dex, for coming on. We're so thankful for you. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. And Dex, why don't you say hi to all the friendly listeners we've got out there? Hey, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. So, Dex, I just wanted to know a little bit about you and how you got into the hobby that is hockey jerseys. That's how I got into collecting. Was uh, I? I did not go the safe route. I was like, "Oh my god, look at all these jerseys that are so cheap on eBay." Oh my yep. goodness, man! Size forty-eight. That sounds just perfect yep, for me. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's only thirty bucks. How could I go wrong? And how I come got it. More people don't the, know about this, you know? Right. And I went over to my buddy. I was like, "Dude, they have Lundy jerseys for like." 40 bucks he's like dude order me one and i got the lad jersey and i ordered a lad jets jersey and uh i posted it to the jet sub first and they were like bruh that's a pretty brutal fake and then i was like no and then i went over to hockey jerseys and they were just like yeah that's a brutal fake and i was like oh no and someone was like oh yeah size 48 is always fake and i was like oh no it gets worse <laughs> So I, I kind of being who I am and I'm, I'm a very particular person if you didn't know that. And I'm, I'm really anal about things. And, uh, I started learning because I like learning and, um, in order to figure out what I was doing instead of just, you know, asking a bunch of random questions, um, which I mean, I, I always encourage people to ask questions, always ask questions. But I started off by uh, using legit check threads as a game for myself. It's like, okay, what's wrong with this? Is there anything wrong with this? And this is way back when, when some of the old mods were still active. So it was a a fun little game to play. And uh, I learned a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a plethora of helpful people. I uh, yeah. I also like knowing that there's just people that know way more than you even thought to ask and are willing to give that information quite freely just to help you out. Because I think when you talk about your experience getting into collecting and how it turned into a little bit of a, oh, no, um, that's exactly what it was like for me, too. I had this list of 31 
and players I wanted to get on each one of those jerseys. And I go to some guy on eBay who's got the Minnesota North Stars Madonna, the Ron Francis Hartford Whalers. And I'm just like, oh my God, and these prices are so affordable. And I was just so elated. And then even while they were in the way, in the mail, I started like telling people how excited I was and showing them the pictures I had. And they were like, uh, bro, like that's, um, I don't know how to tell you this any, any other way without it sounding like it's going to hurt you, but those are fake. And, uh, I just remember being, oh no, oh no, oh no. And luckily the guy took them back before I even really, um, opened them. And we just kind of like, didn't say anything about it, but that's made me want to just talk to people and appreciate the community and use those tools that you've created with the other mods on our hockey jerseys to help with keeping people away from those uh, situations and also having a place to kind of educate themselves on what is and isn't real. Yeah. I think one of the coolest things about this hobby is you could learn as little or as much as you want. You can say, you know what? I like to buy a jersey from Dix or Ben or Hockey Authentic or whoever. And when it gets here, that's good enough for me. And I'm happy with it. It's a hundred bucks, 150 bucks. Perfect. Or you can go the route like someone, um, I'm not going to use his real name just because that's borderline doxing. I don't like to do that. Um, LA, LAK, uh, let's see, 84 on Reddit or 74 I on Reddit? I think so, yeah. He, that, that dude knows, I mean, <sighs> The so when I stuff has so much information, it's just it's he's astounding. insane. Like or whoever that person is, because I when I got my thirty one, I posted on our hockey jerseys that I did it, and as a funny little way around, I gave awards out for like the NHL awards for thanking the <laughs> the the community, and he got my Norris for being my defenseman to like keeping me away from fakes because I was just like. No, no, I got one more person I need to ask just to make sure. And he'd give me the green light and I'd be like, all right, this is happening. Yeah, it's really obscure vintage stuff is so easy to get faked. Like one of my low key, you know, if I ever see one, I, I will immediately buy it is a St. Louis Blues Brindamore jersey, which. Oh, yeah. That's uh, I've seen one. And uh, it's a guy in Australia, and he won't sell it. So I, like, casually inquired. I was like, hey, man, would you want to sell that? And he was like, no. I was like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to pressure you about it, but if you ever change your mind, let me know. So, but uh, that's one of the few things that I'm still like, man, I vintage jerseys that I'd want is is a Brindamore Blues jersey, because that's, so obscure it's so obscure those are the ones i personally love the most too so on this podcast we usually ask people what the what's in their watch list or what's their grails and you've clearly just confessed one which is awesome and (laughs) i i'm i'm all about that too and i like it too because before i discovered our hockey jerseys it was more like i was trying to bait people into giving me conversation starters about talking about the jersey I was wearing. So the more obscure I could wear something to a game that was still related somehow to the game, the better, in my opinion. And it was always fun seeing like a Quenville Whalers jersey at a Hawks game. And just stuff like that, that you're like, whoa, that person's not allowed to do that. And then you, it's like, actually, let me tell you. Or wait a minute, um, I know another guy that loves wearing that kind of stuff is signing Spock, and he likes wearing his like Tampa Bay Gretzky jersey. And it's like, he didn't play for yeah. that. It's like, actually, let me tell you about that story. So I was, uh, my most recent one like that, I was, I was at a Canes game. We all miss hockey. Oh my God, I miss hockey. Yeah. Um, I was at the game going to get some concessions, and I looked over, and I saw an Erie Otters jersey. Now. I don't know if you know, a bunch of the other mods on the Discord are in Erie. So I kind of have like a little bit of a connection to it. I'm like, oh, that's cool. 
I looked, uh-huh. and the dude's wearing a game-worn Fogel jersey from the Otters to a Whoa. game. I'm like, that's cool. And I went over, yeah. I took like, a picture with him and talked with him for a little bit. He's like, yeah, I loved Fogel when he was in Erie. I'm from Erie. I had to get the jersey. I was like, it's beautiful. So that was one. It's like you can absolutely get some really neat conversations going about it. Oh, and, hell know, yeah. Rather than walking around seeing the same person wearing the same you know, Aho home jersey that everybody else has. It's, you know, it's whatever. But when you get something weird, it's like, oh, man, that's cool. Oh, yeah. And I I wonder if you remember that interaction well enough to know if there was like a person with them that kind of like gave them a massive eye roll and they gave back like the cheeriest grin because... Yeah. Oh, my wife did that. She looked at me. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, oh, my God. She... Did the, you know, hand in the palm. Oh, my God. Seriously, dude. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just went up to some dude gushing over a jersey. I'm like, well, it's a cool jersey. <laughs> oh, my God. That makes me so happy to hear because it's so funny when I'll wear something like that and someone will do that to me or vice versa. And my girlfriend is just like uh, Captain Picard meme just like eye rolling or when i'm putting things on she's like come on let's go like well hold on i just got to make sure it's all right and it's funny because like one of the things that's been really weird about this addiction collection situation is i've got gathered so much more empathy for people that just like fashion and collecting fashion and it's the idea that you could spend so much money on something that you would wear once and then like wear or put in a display case from there on out or have to like wear under the right circumstances and you just wouldn't understand and then put it away carefully i was like yeah there's a lot of parallels here for sure oh yeah it was uh one of those that i was i was really fortunate to get my my hands on um i'm assuming you know the jersey finder you know derms yeah um he and i We've, we've had our differences, but we, I consider us friends. Um, he somehow scored himself a Brett Pesci worn jersey for like 70 bucks. And I was like, I don't know how you did that. Wow. But I would like it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I will take uh, it for we $71. <laughs> yeah. I ended up paying him more than that because I knew exactly which jersey it was. Because it turns out that jersey um, was his set two jersey from 2016-17 season and i have myself in a picture with him wearing that jersey um from oh my gosh event so i was like i'm photo matching this jersey yeah that's a picture i'm in on the ice of pnc because it was meet the canes event i was like i'm at the face-off circle in pnc posing for a face-off with brett pesci where he's wearing this jersey i have to have it that is the most meta photo matched jersey yeah. thing you could ever ask for. That's hilarious yeah. and amazing like, at the same time. And obviously, I can't wear it, but it sits on my wall and it's beautiful and I love it. See, but, you know what I love about that is he probably was like, Yeah, you're right. There is no one else in the world that deserves this jersey more than you. Like, yeah. And we went back and forth on price, but at the end of the day, it was like, it is what it is. Whatever he wanted, I was like, sure, fine. But, you know, because it's such a cool piece to have, you know, and the financial side of this is crazy. There's there's so many different avenues you can go. And it, it goes back to what I was saying before about knowledge. You can do as little as you want or as much as you want. You can spend as little as you want. You can buy a $30 Premier Hawks jersey and call it a day. Mm-hmm. Have one. I have a Premier Hawks jersey that I got way back when that I, I can't strip and I can't get rid of. So, cause I put my own name on it and I <laughs> bought it from NHL.com. So it's heat press. So I can't strip it. It's just not worth the time, but, or you can, you know, you can spend as much as you want to on a gamer for something that's important to you. It's the hobby is just such a fascinating thing to me. I think it's such a cool thing as well. And that's why I love it is, is because it keeps, you can be anybody and you can get into this. Um, yeah. I don't know if you've talked with water bottle at all. She, she started out and she's actually a really cool story. She started out 
just kind of, you know, hanging out in the Discord, not doing a whole lot, occasionally buying like some super small cheap jersey. Fast forward, she now interns at Migray. So oh, wow. She somehow landed herself a, a, an internship at Migray, and it's really cool to see people grow in the community. And I'm like, that's that's the community I want to help, you know, is people who want to learn, people who want to grow, you know, and, and it happens. Everybody goes down different paths. And um, sorry, I'm off on a tangent here. But, oh, I thought you were uh, getting emotional because you are our shepherd that's leading us all to the promised <laughs> land. And you were just like recognizing that you've created and helped create these communities for us that is just like so much fun to be hanging out in and seeing these people you know, explore yeah. the, you keep calling it a hobby, which I need to correct you on. It's an addiction. And then also, <laughs> you know, when you say that there's these different, uh, how much you want to get into it and not, I, I completely agree with you. It's very much like stages of this or steps of a program, so to speak. Like you can start just casually collecting and then all of a sudden, a couple months later, like me, you're looking at what sewing machine to buy. and looking at the kits and what they're like and wondering how you got there. Yeah. And it's, I, I haven't gotten myself to the point of, of actually selling my own stuff yet. I, uh, I'm too, I'm too scared to do it. And it's one of those things that like, I'm just like, I'd rather just let the pros do it. I'm I'll wait and let the pros do it. I, I can't do it myself. I got shaky hands. Mm. So, but yeah, it's, I'm, I'm a little flattered. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But there's, uh, you know, one of the big things that I was like, man, I, we really need is, is a legit check guide. Because yeah. the ones that we had weren't so good. You know, there's one that was like this kind of JPEG flowchart thing. And it was okay. But it wasn't, it wasn't easy to follow. And it was kind of, you know, it was very 1990s. And I was like, I think we can do better. So... That's when I put together the legit check guide. And now granted, I take, you know, I, I make no claim that it's modern looking. It's mm -hmm. just something I put together in Twine, I think is the program. And it's just sitting on a web page. But it's so much easier to use. And people are like, oh my God, thank you. And I'm like, well, it took a couple hours to make. I had to learn how to use Twine. I had to learn its own language. But it's better than some static flowchart. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, did you take what you did with that and kind of have the confidence to then start building off of the Reddit and going to other places like Discord and giving us that chat community with all the different channels to talk about things like in search of or good deals or just general chats and stuff like that? Yeah, so I, uh, a couple years, I want to say it was like, Three or four years ago, I messaged Dustin on Reddit. I was like, hey, man, I'm really active. I know you guys are really busy. Could you use an extra mod? And they were like, yeah, okay. And, of course, like, the first thing I did as a mod was like, hey, all of your for sale posts suck. Like, <laughs> they have to have a size, a price, and pictures. People were like, I have a Gianta-worn Habs jersey message me for info it's like what what is that that's awful hmm. um so that spot and the first time i removed a post i was like shaking i'm like oh my god i'm gonna remove somebody's post and <laughs> then oxbow made a discord um which dustin then became a moderator of and i just joined as a user i was still light at that point then they had a falling out and dustin made a new discord which is the one that we know and love today then Dustin got kind of burned out and was like, hey, I don't really want to do this. Do you want to? I was like, yeah, okay. So um, it's been a huge learning thing, like learning and listening to what the community wants out of a Discord server because it used to be pretty different. We used to have like separate categories for jerseys of every sport. And it's like, we don't do that. It's the hockey jerseys Discord. Um, a lot of learning and a lot of uh, teaching. And so... I guess the tangent here, a little background about why I, I view learning and teaching as so important. Before I was in hockey jerseys, uh, I was really, really into the computer scene. 
um, learn, you know, building computers and everything like that. I worked at a computer shop. Um, oh, cool. And one, and one day I, uh, I lost my job because it was a tiny little mom and pop shop and they were like, uh, nobody comes to these anymore. So we're firing people. I was like, cool. Um, so I had been low key learning Linux over the last couple months. And then I said, you know what, I'm going to apply for a job at Red Hat. And I got a job at Red Hat. And one of the big things that Red Hat pushes, and you know, while I don't, I don't work there anymore, um, I don't really want to go back. Um, but one of the big things that they push is collaboration, and it's such a core value of we all get better when we all share our knowledge. And here, here, I view, you know, I view the people that are like, well, I know this, and you have to come to me for it. I, nah. Like, just write it down. Just share out the community. Share it. And I'm also a really visual learner. So when I see things like the legit check threat or the legit check tool, I'm like, let me, instead of just saying, is it bubbly? Is your crest bubbly? Let me include some pictures on what that means. And that way you can see it. Oh, he means, okay. Because somebody's right. like, uh, th that crest is bubbly and oily looking. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? Mm -hmm. And then I finally found pictures. I was like, Oh, okay. And so I did the same thing. Um, I just put together a, a giant wiki page full of the customizations that every Adidas uh, jersey uses. That was a Herculean effort. Um, and then Imager deleted about half the pictures. Oh, no. <laughs> so I had to go do it again. So, but I was like, let me, instead of just saying, okay, the flames use a stacked style on their jerseys. Let me get a picture of it so you can look at it and go, oh, that's what it looks like. And it's enough so that people can kind of learn. The same thing with cool hockey. Cool hockey has a really mixed reputation, I'll say. And it's something that I, I personally, I've never really had too much of an issue with them. But I was like, there's a lot of stuff in the community about this. Let's, let's call this hearsay and just make a wiki page. So, and that's what I've tried to do is if there's something that people keep asking for, it's like, okay, obviously there's a need for this. So let's share some information. And that's kind of how, that's how I do my, you know, actual paying job. And that's how I do this job, this job, because it is, it's a job. It takes up my time and it's, it's mean to say, it doesn't take up my time. It's something that I do and it's something that I like helping out people with. And unfortunately, um, you know, being a moderator has its downsides. It's the internet. But for the most part, the community's been really good. I, I'd certainly say so. And I, I like that kind of mission statement that at least you're about that you're bringing to this because it's a little bit of what I wanted to do with this podcast in terms of having a place for people to listen and learn more about jerseys, but also history behind the game through hockey jerseys or just funny stories but also just personal stories and i'm also in my professional life somebody that makes learning materials for people and for scalable audiences and uses the internet to do that and i make everything from instructional videos to courses and there's a lot of what goes into the hobby slash addiction, okay, you're winning me over, of this is just, there's so many different tiers and layers that you can add to your hobby. And um, I think there's some people out there like Penn's jerseys right now is somebody that I've admired for doing a whole video series on sewing. And it started with picking your sewing machine and getting into the different kinds of, you know, patterns and such. And those kinds of people that are self-motivated to do those kinds of things for this collective community, I think are really important to highlight and also create a place that we have that information available. Because not only is it great information, but to your last point about it's work being a mod and you want to be able to choose how you spend your time and as a passion we need time left over to look for those jerseys so we can't always be answering the same questions so it's also nice to have these 
depositories and curations of information out there for people to refer to and let's say enable them towards their addictions a little bit more we are enablers and we are we are very bad people for doing so we are <laughs> but it's all because there's a lot of great people in this community you know and um yeah. let's switch gears here a bit cuz it's been really great talking about the history of how you became involved with this community. I'm curious the history of how you became just involved as a hockey fan. So as somebody that I know enough about that you're a diehard Canes fan, I'm kind of wondering, like, was that always the case? Or did you grow up somewhere else and then move to Carolina? Yeah. So currently, yeah, I'm a I'm a Canes fan and I kind of had a talk with my wife during the playoffs because, you know, we're, you know, who do we root for? And, and at the end of the day, I was like, I'm rooting for the Hurricanes to win the cup. Like, so I grew up in Philly. I moved here when I was in my teens. Um, my dad got a job down here. So we all moved down here. I remained a Flyers fan for a little bit, kind of fell out of hockey for a while, got back into it later on. But we moved here in 2005 end of 2005, early 2006. We both know what that means for the Hurricanes. They won the <laughs> cup. Yeah, baby. So for the first time in my life, I saw my home team win a cup and hoist it. And to see Brenda Moore's face when he lifted that cup to just steal it away from Batman, he yanked that thing from Batman and just raised it up was chilling. You can go to any sports bar in Raleigh and that photo is up. As it should be, man. As it 100% should be. So we always rooted for the Flyers growing up. My dad grew up in Philly. His parents grew up in Philly. Little bit of trivia here. Before the Flyers were a thing, most fans in Philly did not root for the Rangers. They rooted for Boston. That's little trivia. Philly Is that because like of like the TV rights and stuff? Oh, it's just because Philly doesn't like New York. Okay. I can see a lot That's of people classic. just not liking New York for because they're New York and that's totally yep. classic. So Yep. And then the Flyers got there. Flyers sucked for a little bit and then they drafted Bobby Clark and Broad Street Bullies were born. And uh my dad saw both cups being hoisted in Philly. Um so we grew up in a Flyers household. How could you not? Yeah. I mean I, at an early age, was like, I, I remember watching the Legion of Doom. I remember watching them in in the playoffs. I want to say it was 99 playoffs. I'm not 100% certain. Uh, I actually have a really clear memory of watching the Flyers lose to the Sabres like 8 to nothing in a game. But <laughs> um, I remember Lindros getting hurt and being out for long stretches of time. And while Lindros was out, Brenda Moore would put that team on its back and you could see an entire shift in the team going from being relying on Lindros to deliver the goods to actually working as a team to get the job done. And you could see it under Brenda Moore that there was a different dynamic. It was no longer a, this team's here to support Lindros. You know, this team is here to play as a team. And I think that was really important. And I think that lasted a long time. So when he was traded in uh, 99, and went to the Canes, I was like, that really sucks. A lot of people miss Brenda Moore. He's loved in Philly to this day. Everyone loves him. Mm -hmm. So when we moved to Raleigh in 2005 and Brenda Moore was the captain, it was like, oh my God, it's serendipity. We have to move here. Like, and then they <laughs> won the cup. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Life so is Britain, good. <laughs> like, great. And, so fast forward to this year when we're watching everything and the Flyers were doing so amazing in the round robin and the Canes beat out the Rangers. It's my wife and I were like, okay, are we rooting for Philly? Are we rooting for the Canes? And it's like, I, I do. I love the modern Flyers. I think they're really great. I think they got something really special there. But you know who I follow on Instagram? You know who I follow on Twitter? You know whose Discord I moderate? The Hurricanes. So at the end of the day, I'm a Hurricanes fan, and I know all people are like, <laughs> Southern hockey. I don't care. It's hockey. It's great. You know, PNC's not the, you know, most vibrant arena, 
know, I took my wife to Wells Fargo Center a couple of years ago. She's like, oh my God, you can feel the energy in here compared to PNC because PNC historically has kind of low turnout, but the team also sucked for a long time. I've been to Wells Fargo and I went and saw uh, uh, the Penguins play the Flyers and there was a fight that broke out in the stadium between fans. And it was like a, a tumbleweed situation from the third deck. It was hilarious. It was... Yeah, I, I actually just listened to episode one. So I heard you talking uh, <laughs> about that with Top Shelf. And it's just like, that's Philly. That's Philly through and through. And I'll keep it PG, but the entire city of Philly has a mess around and find out attitude. Mm-hmm. Like that's their attitude and it's not for everyone. And, you know, I love it because I grew up there, so I know it. But a lot of people go to Philly and be like, oh my God, they're so mean. I'm like, well, it's what they do. <laughs> that's how the city is. And it was, I was just talking to somebody today in the Discord. It's like, if you want to just show up and just immediately blend in just you know you you buy a a cheesesteak or whatever and you you throw a go birds out and you're in everybody loves you you're part of the family now but if you go walking around sorry go ahead but if you go walking around in a penguin jersey they're not going to be very nice to you (laughs) yeah you're like throwing steak to the lions at that point like geez no the reason i loved my time in philly was because Growing up as a Canadian, we eat a lot of cheese whiz, and it's like not something easy to explain to people then outside of Philadelphia in the States. It's like, no, it's like basically craft sing- singles, but it's spreadable and comes in a jar like peanut butter, and you put it on random stuff. And yep. it's like, yeah, that sounds delicious. But then when you go to Philly and you're like, oh my God, you use cheese whiz on your cheesesteaks? Oh, I am so in. I love this yep. place. Let's do this uh, again. <laughs> yeah. When we went, when I took my, my, she was my girlfriend at the time, my wife to Philadelphia, I was like, listen, we're going to get a cheesesteak and you're going to get cheese was on it. And you get to decide if you want onions, but I suggest onions. And she's like, cheese whiz. That's disgusting. And I will tell you straight up. Cheese whiz is disgusting, but on it melted on cheesesteak. It's divine. Like, yeah, it, the only way to order a cheesesteak is whiz wit. That's it. If you don't like onions, fine. But you should. <laughs> Just because I'm, I'm really curious about uh, how much you really love this favorite player of yours, Rod Brindamore, in, in Rod Boy. we trust, you know, as they say. Absolutely. So one of the things we like to do on this podcast is uh, a three question trivia. It varies what kind of questions they'll be, but it's always just three questions. And if you get two out of three right, you get a prize from our sponsors. So uh, that's a, that's exciting. It's just we don't have any sponsors yet. So uh, in the meantime, I'm just giving away things that I think people appreciate in this community. You can prove that you really love your favorite player as much as you say you do. So, oh boy. All right. Uh, but, you know, I think you got a pretty good chance based on what we've been talking about and some of the grails you said you were chasing. So I'll, I'll do a quick fire here, but we can also get into each question and just talk about it too. So up to you. But without further ado, for question one, your question is, what are all the numbers that Rob Brindamore wore during his professional career in the NHL? He started in St. Louis with 19. Then he got traded to the Flyers and wore 17. And when he first got to Carolina, he wore 27. Nice. Very well done. Yeah. I was, I actually hope you know the answer to this because I didn't have enough time to look it up. Was someone else wearing 17 when he got moved to Carolina? And is that why he wore 27 the first year? That's a really good question, and I'm not 100% sure. Because um, I know he's just like a classy player, and I figured that unlike Messier, he would uh, not require him to wear the same number if he was traded to another team like the Canucks um, and just be yeah. like, oh, yeah, I'll take it next year. That's fine. Yep, and so Brindamore, being the classy man he is, 
there was a 17. It was Jeff Daniels. So he was well-established on the team at that point. He wasn't giving up his number. So Brendan Moore took 27. So There you go. I'm glad to hear that's that's truly the case. Um, yeah. You know what else is kind of interesting about that is um, sometimes when that happens between like uh, an elite player and someone who was randomly assigned the number or is wearing the number but is considered a lower-end player, you kind of assume the seniority is going to happen where it, it yeah. takes place. And and because of that assumption going in, there's there can be an awkwardness to it. So I always like hearing the stories out there that when – you know, Kovalchuk is coming to a new team and wants 17. He takes it, but he also gifts that player like some kind of Rolex or something as a result of it, you know, just as a like, thank you. I appreciate you doing the right thing, but also you didn't have to, but also here you go kind of situation. When um, Scott Darling, when Scott Darling came to the Hurricanes, his number was, yeah, it was 33. And at the time, Derek Ryan was wearing 33. So they had like a whole back and forth on Twitter, Instagram or whatever. And like Scott Darling was like, all right, two dinners and a, a babysitting session and we'll trade numbers. <laughs> so. Yes, that's awesome. That's exactly what I wanted to hear out of that. That's great. Oh, man. Love it. It's always fun to see social interactions between players, like an actual real interactions, not just, you know, their agent doing scripted shit on their Twitters. It's nice to see real things. So, All right. Well. Well done. Moving on. Here's your question two. During the lockout, Rod went overseas and played just two games during his career for a team uh, in the European professional leagues over there. So I'm curious if you can name that team, and this is multiple choice. Okay, so you have either HC Davos of the Swedish Elite League EHC Kloten of the Pro Swiss League or Dynamo, Dynamo Moscow of the KHL? It would be the Kloten Flyers. Yes, correct. Number two. That's awesome. Well done. Yeah, I loved how of all names the team could be called, it was the Flyers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that had anything to do with the decision, because even when I looked it up, I didn't think it was like top tier league in Swiss, and maybe he was just like, Flyers, sweet, let's go. Maybe. I don't know. But it's one of those like really weird things that he played on two different teams called the Flyers. Yeah. It's like a trivia within the trivia there, um, yeah. which is too bad, because that was kind of like my third question. But you already got two right, so I'm going to go off the board now. And try to like stump you anyway, but um, you know you have already won, so congratulations there. And I'm I'm gonna take us back to the really really far back to 2018, and this is when the NHL was doing kind of like some throwback nights with jerseys and such. And the Carolina Hurricanes wore a uh, a night where they wore their the Whalers jerseys. Do you remember that? Yeah. Okay, so the question is like, why? Why? Oh, you went to the game? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you might have a memory or two about it then. Great. Uh, so I'm curious at that game, uh, why was it such a controversy that Dougie Hamilton was wearing number 19? Forget the original player's name. 19 was retired by the Whalers, um, and they were, everybody was really upset about that. Um, I forget. I forget who it was. Was it Verbeek? I can't remember who originally wore it. Um, John McKenzie, who played for the then named New England Whalers in the WHA, and then went on to have his name retired. Okay, yeah, that's a stretch. Like it's one of those things. It's like guys, guys, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so I. I have a very controversial opinion about about the Whalers Hurricanes jerseys in the fact that they are they're not Whalers jerseys. They're Hurricanes jerseys. They're Whalers themed Hurricanes jerseys. Um so that's one of those things that I kind of have a controversial opinion. Don't put a vintage player on it. Put somebody from the roster on it. Aho had four Aho and Terravine both had four points in that game. Put one of them on it. 
but that's my own hot take. So. Yeah, I can see why that's a controversial opinion right there. But I, you know, it, for those in like a really meta situation with the Adidas jerseys lately with doing things like that, it's, it's kind of like, well, does that count as me owning a, a Whalers jersey in my set? Or is that really a Hurricanes jersey? And if I'm like the purist that I am with my collection, I love the Adidas spaghetti skate that I have. And yes, I can kind of count it as like one of the designs that they had, but they really just wore it as part of their 50th. And really, it was more a jersey that they wore long term back in the 90s and such. So for me to say like I have a spaghetti skate in my collection, I really feel like I need to go back to the 90s and get one of those rather yeah. than saying, oh yeah, this is the jersey I have to represent the spaghetti gate, spaghetti skate in my collection of jerseys. It's like, nah, I, I can't really convince myself of that. Nah, you gotta get the real thing. Like, I get it. I have a I have a flying V I have a V jersey. And it's nothing crazy. It's just a CCM vintage replica that my wife got for me one year. And I'm like, I love it. It's so hideous, but I love it. Is it the yellow know. one on with the yeah. beads then? Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's yellow primary with the black neck area. Yeah. It's a jersey only jersey fans can love, I gotta say. Yup. Yup. <laughs> I don't wear it that often. It's because I, I don't really wear vintage cut stuff anymore. It, just, it doesn't fit my body type very well. But like I, I love it. It's so hideous. I love it. Yeah, you kinda you kinda have to wear sunglasses when you wear that thing though. It's like just yeah. so bright, it's, it'll burn your so retina. Bright. It's crazy. <laughs> hey. Yeah. One sec. Like, oh, I'm, I'm you know, I'm talking on a, a podcast and she did the exact same thing that we talked about earlier. She rolled her eyes. <laughs> the and eye like, roll. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like, whatever, man. It's it's fun. It so, is. It's uh, it's kind of nice to know that these feelings shared in families are not just isolated to my household either. So, like, let me ask you just a question about the hobby addiction in general. Then is like, is it when the when the mail day comes? Is it uh, <laughs> is it like sneak through the house and hope she doesn't see, or is it more like? accept it at this point because there's a greater plan at work and she trusts you as to what you're doing so it kind of depends on the mail day some of them <laughs> so, oh yeah because so, i know you've done like huge joint mail days for people that's true yeah yeah so like when the eps group order comes back and i've got three cardboard boxes of jerseys my wife's <laughs> like what the hell did you do um and some of them that i spent probably too much on i kind of hide but like we also have a really good understanding and a really great arrangement because it's something that we early on in our relationship talked about because you know in a relationship money is such a divisive thing it can be anyway yeah i made it pretty clear that my jersey stuff has like its entirely own bank account it will never be touched out of you know the same account that pays our mortgage and stuff like that it will never cross-contaminate and so i kind of have carte blanche to do what i want to as long as i'm paying for it and it's not coming out of you know the the bill account okay whatever so i don't have as many shame days as i used to um i used to have more shame but <laughs> yeah you know, but you had a pre-polyester nuptial agreement so it's good yes i gotta remember yeah. that yeah, I had a closet full of jerseys when I when we started dating. And I was like, she's like, why do you have so many jerseys? I was like, why wouldn't I have so many jerseys? They're great. So you know and when was, people say they have a closet full of baggage, this is my closet. This is my yeah. thing. Accept this and is. we'll be fine. You know? Yeah. And I was, you know, and it was that was really early in my collection days. So I still, you know, would get some fouls or, you know, get some get some things that maybe I shouldn't have gotten. Um, you know, cool hockey had a sale, so I was like, "Man, I'm gonna get a Kessel Leafs jersey." And Kessel was on the on the the Penguins at that point, so I was like, really boneheaded on my part. But you know, 
way back when I was just kind of collecting whatever I could get my hands on. Like, and over the years, it's really been refined into what I actually want to collect. That's kind of how it goes with most people. Most people start off with, oh my God, I look at full moon jerseys. I just bought, you know, uh, you know, four jerseys for a hundred bucks. It's great. And I'm like, yeah, well, until you start getting into the, you know, nice stuff. So I think what you're trying to say is you want your source to become more and more pure as you get more and more advanced in this, right? <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. So I mean, let's let's play a game real quick here. So we're we're addicted. I'm I'm your therapist right now. Let's do some word association just to see what happens. I want to know what's the first thing that comes to mind when I say these words to you. Okay. Here's the first word. Don Cherry. Thanks for the catchphrase, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Dimples. I'm a simp. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Williams. Captain Clutch. Yeah, Mr. Game 7. I love that guy. Mail Day. Dopamine. <laughs> <laughs> Watch list. Never ending. Mm -hmm. Truth. eBay. Dangerous. Wallet. Empty. <laughs> <laughs> Always empty. <laughs> yeah. All right. That was great. Thanks. I love that. So before we sign off, I just want to give all of our guests a opportunity to tell us a little bit about what they've got going on and let us know where we can find you on social media or online. I just launched my own website. Uh, I found some inspiration from the community and decided to go for it, put up like a blog and some useful links and as well as all the stuff that I'm, that I'm selling. And that is the djocker.com. I'm the same thing on Facebook, Insta, and Twitter. It's all the djocker.com the djocker and the website is the djocker.com <laughs> that's awesome so you that's really cool that you've kind of like taken it to a, a sweet level and so are we going to go to the djocker.com and see like some jerseys that you've got on display and i've got a collection page up where you can see what i've got in my own collection as well as a page of the jerseys that i've got on the chopping block and then i'm also off 10 percent off to all listeners with code hja so. Oh, sweet. That's awesome. Thanks for that little gift there. Man, that's a great little goodie for people to hang out and listen to the end of this episode. So there you go. Little say it incentive. again for us. A little 10% uh, off with what? Code HJA for Hockey Jersey Addicts. Nice. Thanks, man. Well, that's a real, real nice gift. And hey, thanks. And guess what? Thanksgiving weekend. Thank you, Dex. Thanks for helping grow this community i wish you all the luck with your website endeavors too that sounds really fun and interesting and i can't wait to talk to you more about jerseys just on the discord and reddit that you're so involved in so thanks dex really looking forward to chatting with you there and have a great thanksgiving weekend you too thank you so much for having me I'm not going to be able to do that.